white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 22. I'm Jack and joining me, making his first appearance on Echoes of Glory, Jordan. Yes, daily appearance. Daily appearance. <laughs> so you've contributed a lot to the pod this season actually, you tweet yeah. in most weeks. Um, so you've been on the show, just not in person yet. So yeah, it's good to right. have you on. Um, for some context, so we're, we're old school friends. We went yeah. to high school together, playing the same football team now struggle watching Spurs together, so we've, we've got a good, uh, good relationship. So, as we do with every first guest that comes on, we've got some traditional opening questions, and the first one is, if you can remember it, because some people can't, what was your first Tottenham game? Well, I've got two, I've got two uh, that I recall. The first yeah. one was very early, mm. so I remember that I was there, but I don't remember anything about it, which was, uh, it was a 3-1 win over Derby. In, in 2000, cool. yeah. And then the one that I do actually remember was, was a great game. It was typical Spurs as well. It was 4-0 against Leicester. And uh, Gary Doherty scored an own goal. Loved his own keeper. And he also passed it back to, I think it was Casey Keller at the time, for one of their goals. And then their centre-forward nicked it and scored. And then... Um, I think that's a sending off, and then yeah, the foe last minute equaliser. I've got absolutely no recollection of that <laughs> no. whatsoever. <laughs> it was I in think, 2003. I, I think I found it. it. February, February 2004's one. I'm just quickly Googling yeah. so I can find it. What a game, though. Yeah, and that was just typical introduction to what it's like to be a Spurs fan. Yeah, and this was our lineup actually, so I found it. We lined up in that game. Um, Players like Jermaine Defoe, Stephen Carr, Maurizio Tarico, Michael Brown, Gary Doherty, yeah. Ledley King, Dean Richards, Simon Davis, Casey Keller, Casey Keller, Johnny Jackson, Robbie Keane. I mean, there's yeah. some stinkers. I remember players, Johnny Jackson yeah. and Michael Brown. I used to quite like them. They used to be my yeah. favourites, but <laughs> um, apart from the obvious. Yeah, yeah. So that's, not, that's not a bad one. I mean, a yeah. a favourite game that you've been at, or favourite games? Any that stick um, out over the last 20-odd years? Yeah, again, there, there's two that come to mind. First of all is the... Arsenal one where we beat them 5-1 in the oh, semi-final yeah. Yeah. but for, for me as well that was like my first proper game at an age where you really invested in it and yeah. I remember everything about it like walking into the ground everything there's loads of things I remember from that game where were you sat for that can you remember right behind the, the big pillar oh really <laughs> yeah I got tickets like a couple of days before um, I couldn't believe it was over the moon and um, obviously that was back when we never beat Arsenal so yeah. it was special um, and then the other one is I remember it was like 2009-10 season when we got in Champions League mm. and we played Liverpool first game and beat them yeah. 2-1 and um, again it was just I always remember that one because I couldn't believe that we'd beaten Liverpool yeah. <laughs> was that Asu Kotto? yeah he scored Basson. an absolute screamer yeah, that, yeah he scored a screamer and then uh, Basson scored a header on his debut but that was I remember that because it was just like that was the beginning of when we used to actually start to to beat teams like Liverpool. Yeah, yeah it was quite an opening one. Yeah, I always remember that one. That was Asu Kotto on forty four minutes, so half time one nil. Then mm. Gerrard penalty to equalise fifty six, and then the yeah. song on fifty nine. And again, how much our teams changed since then? So our lineup for that game was Gomez in goal, the song Luka, King, Asu Kotto, Huddleston, Lennon, Palacios, Modric, Keane, and Defoe. Jamie O'Hara was on the bench in that game. It's a bit of Ricky Town yeah. now. I'll That's tell you what, say about Jamie O'Hara, I remember another game when we had, um, it was Burnley in the semi-final of the Carling Cup mm. and that was obviously the year after the Arsenal one. Yeah. 
And I remember it was like, I think it was losing at half time in the home game. And um, and he came on at half time. And I remember him just like clapping his hands and cheering everyone up. And I thought he went on to win the game. Like, I remember that. He's one of my favourite players at the time. He was a bit, yeah. a bit like our, uh, our Mark Noble. He's probably should be yeah, playing yeah. for us if he was as bad as West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> and, that was, and that was the two-legged game, right, wasn't it? And we nearly copped it up in the away game. Yeah, yeah. We the away game down. in the second, yeah. <laughs> so just, I think Pavlichenko scored the last-minute goal to send us through or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll just quickly see if I can find that game. I'm, I remember that because you're right. They were, they were beating us 1-0 half-time and we were panicking. Yeah. And then we came out in the second half and... Blitzed them, yeah, that was and it. went up there. So we were four. We won four one that night. Well, the, the first leg, yeah, and then we lost three two away, and we were three nil down <laughs> after an hour. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> Pavlichenko literally the last kick of the game yeah. scored. That's the one. Blew me now. Dark times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then favorite player or favorite players from over the years? Are there any any that stick um, out? I, like the, I always like the weird ones. Like, like I said, I remember. I remember liking Johnny Jackson and Michael yeah. Brown. I think they might come through the academy though. I liked. I really liked O'Hara. Um, I never liked the obvious ones. I always yeah. like to go for the more innocuous ones. But, yeah. Um, Michael Dawson's always one that comes up as well when people yeah. talk about players they just love. Yeah. And like the slightly like the old generations always seem to say Gary Mapper. It's like that. Yeah, kind that's of... it. Yeah. I I, I liked um, Scott Parker probably fits in yeah. as well. And um, I remember, like, not so much after he played for us. Uh, a few times, but in the beginning, I absolutely couldn't get enough of Gomez. Like I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, he had a great song. As I thought he was like one of the best keepers in the world. Yeah, yeah. like because he made so many good stops, you just couldn't believe he'd pull them off. But and then he sort of showed his he, true colours. He made saves, Gomez, that I literally didn't think were humanly possible. Yeah, like it was unbelievable some of the shots on. But like yeah. you say, then he would just do something crazy. No, they couldn't it. kick it. Yeah, he still can't kick it now, no. which is incredible for him. He's still pulling it off for Watford, isn't he? Yeah, uh, and then best goal you've seen. Um. It might be that Asiokotu one. Yeah. That was unreal. And uh, I remember there was one, Tommy Uddleston um, scored one. I think he was playing someone like Blackburn at home in the season we got Champions League. And it was nil-nil. And it must have been like 80th minute. He just absolutely, weren't even, probably weren't even a nice strike. He just sort of yeah. sliced it into the top bins, yeah. He had that an unbelievable unreal. technique, Tom yeah. Uddleston. There's a goal he scored for us. I think it's away to Man City. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's my favourite ever. Uh, I, don't, I weren't there. Didn't yeah. see it. But that's my favourite ever Spurs goal. Because you're right. I think it was FA Cup, like third round replay yeah. or something. That, yeah, I thought it was Bolton, but yeah, it was City because that's is when there was yeah. there was a bit rubbish. But um, yeah, that strike is just oh, unbelievable. And the ball like it comes across him, but it bounces and it's yeah, sort of just it's above waist height. Yeah, I don't even really know how he managed to strike it, but he just nails it. Yeah, he scored some great goals. I remember him That's getting one against Arsenal in yeah. a three-three draw at home. That's and it. The edge of the box, left foot bang. Someone like jumped out of the way of it because yeah. I think it went between someone's legs. But yeah, it's just that clean strike. Yeah, it just travelled for a mile, wouldn't it? He's but, one of the most gifted at literally striking a ball that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, he, he was one of my. I, I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, because he like him Lennon. If we got like Rose and Walker, we signed them all really young from them northern clubs, yeah. and he was another one that um, yeah, you should really enjoy him as a Spurs. Yeah, there's always one player that, and I, I personally find it amazing that some people don't see it. Where do you stand on Modric? Are you, are you a big fan? Do you think a little bit overrated or do you think I don't know what he does? Because for me, he's one of the best I've seen, but people have yeah. different views. I don't, I, I don't think I really um, appreciated him when he was at Spurs. Like, I never really sat and watched him 
like the way he's like now I'm a bit older I'll appreciate players like Dembele where you actually watch him especially when you go to the games you actually watch him and, and you, you can understand how good they are even yeah. if they don't create like get assists and goals Yeah. but I, I never I don't think I could I think I was probably blinded by Bale and Lennon's pace yeah. so I weren't really bothered that was... <laughs> about watching Modric but um, but yeah um, but it's a shame because I, I I can't really remember too much of my year. Yeah, I can only ever really remember the goals he scored, and that's it. And they were all screamers, always. Yeah, like, they'd these always players be screamers, yeah. used to score welders. Um, and also, I wanted to do your all-time Tottenham one to eleven as well, so you yeah, can play any formation. One. You can do whatever you want. Uh, have you got some names? Um, I'm not sure. Do you know what? It's it's got to be a mix-up between um the Redknapp team and mm. the Pochettino team, mm. but. I don't know. The thing is, the the Pochettino team is 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 a better team, like yeah, because they're they're sort of mentally solid and and they can defend, which the Red Nat team couldn't. Mm. But then the Red Nat team had so much like pace and excitement. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What what did what team did you prefer watching, or is that can you not answer that? I, I think yeah, I think I probably preferred watching the Red Nat team because the context of it was that. I can't believe we're this good now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what happens because even if we mess it all up, um, you know, it doesn't matter because mm. we, we don't, we're just loving it. Whereas now, like our third season of sort of trying to get in the top four, having got top four last two seasons, we've sort of got expectations now. Yeah, yeah it's completely different. <laughs> and you can't, even, like, a game like the Southampton game, everyone's miserable after it. Whereas if that had happened on the Red Nap, you just sort of think, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're yeah. still loving it, it doesn't matter. So, and like yeah, like you say, the pace and these players just coming out of nowhere, where we signed them and they were unknown, all of a sudden turning to world class players. That was pretty special. Yeah, I used, to, I did, I, I love Pochettino if he does, but that you're right with that Redknapp era. That was it was so much fun mm. to go and watch it because it was literally ball going to centre midfield. He go out to Bale and he would just roast the fullback yeah. like literally for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's just a shame they didn't, you know. And hopefully, don't have to, we don't say it's about the Pochettino era, but it's a shame they didn't. Um, cap it all off with a trophy really yeah they probably deserved it it's one of them Spurs teams you won't forget is it yeah I'm just imagine as well like what Bale would be like now in this team mm. just, oh, well, yeah. well he's always injured at the minute but yeah. him fully fit in this team that yeah. would just be absolutely terrifying you never know what might happen in transfers <laughs> we'll come on transfers in a bit yeah. um, I put out as well on Twitter Facebook and Reddit what are the best and worst away grounds that you've ever visited and as usual you've had some fantastic responses so on Reddit Dr Pepper fan, who, who brilliant name, uh, he writes in most weeks. He said, "For me, Fulham can be both the best and worst, depending on what time of year you go. Midwinter with a cutting wind from the river, brutal. Early or late on in the season, while it's sunny and warm, beautiful. Fulham's a great ground. Have, yeah. you, have you ever had the chance to go to Fulham? No, I haven't. This one I've always fancied going to. Yeah. Um, just because those sort of lower league um, London teams, they're always the ones you can get an old yeah. get hold of a ticket. But no, I've I've not not been to to Fulham. I remember I came close to going once, and uh, it was in the FA Cup. Yeah, and we lost four 0 I think. Oh, the mighty escape Yeah, I think it was like the first half falling down, and then oh, it finished that. Was we... it three 0 I can't. No, no, no. I think I remember that, and I think that didn't we concede like two pens, and we had a red yeah. card, or it was something it. absolutely horrendous like that. Yeah, literally again at the time, such a. A classic Spurs yeah, thing to do. That was Redknapp, I think, as well. It was Red. It was Redknapp. Capitulated, yeah. Found Fulham struck four times in a stunning first forty-five minutes at Craven Place <laughs> to destroy Tottenham's FA Cup ambitions. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Danny Murphy penalty on eleven and on fourteen. 
Hangerland on 23 and Dembele on 45. That's and Dawson got sent off for us. Yeah. In- incredible. I haven't thought about that game for ages. Yeah. It was brilliant. I got to go Fulham last year for the FA Cup. Yeah, it was last year. The FA Cup win for 3 0. Yeah. We beat them. Kane got a hat trick and we just battered them yeah. from minute one to nine. So that was great. Um, Stella underscore Art on Reddit said he went to Brighton a few years ago and that was amazing. Uh, D Holder one also a big fan of Fulham. He said Craven Cottage is class. It's so good being next to the river. But the best stadium he's ever been to abroad is the San Siro, which brings us on nicely <laughs> to uh, to <laughs> you because you had a fantastic away trip yes. earlier this season to Dortmund. Yeah, got to get that in there. Um, yeah, just uh, it was weird because the, the way Spurs do their away tickets, you get your ticket and you're like it's only like ten days until you go. Yeah. So it was mental. Um, it came around really quick and yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's a really it's a quality city to go and visit it's yeah. really friendly it was just um, it's somewhere that you go and have a good time regardless of, yeah. of following Spurs but the, yeah all the Spurs fans they were great it did was you have a lot of Spurs fans on the flight like was it like Spurs yeah. from when you got to the airport all the way through yeah well it, it was a Tuesday night game and we went on a Monday which was like such, it was the right thing to do yeah. because the Monday night was the best night and um, yeah it was literally just Spurs everywhere and there was um, well, we'd been there before a couple of years ago in the Champions, uh, in the Europa League yeah. so I think most people knew where to go but um, yeah there's a few bars in this like little market square that were really really good and um, and yeah and then it, it was just everyone was in a real good mood because we'd already qualified for the knockout yeah. stages and then the win was significant as well out there because it meant we topped the group. Um, it was just like... What was the atmosphere like? Because Dortmund is a bit renowned, isn't it, for being like an amazing stadium for atmosphere for yeah. home and away fans. Was it as good as it, as it sounds? Yeah, they, they, um, they sang You'll Never Walk Alone uh, before the start of the game and that was brilliant. Like yeah. All the Spurs fans were singing, I was just I was enjoying yeah. it. I was like, I can't sing yeah. when this is on. It. And it was like that. Um, I've not got a lot of experience in away days but I can't see that being topped for a while because yeah. that is that does live up to its reputation yeah. um, especially with that song yeah but um, but yeah it was brilliant like all the Dortmund fans were just you sort of felt sorry for them because there was, there was only such a bad season and every time we spoke to them they were like yeah you're going to walk like walk alone yeah. for us they had no hope but they're a really friendly team really friendly stadium yeah. and it's one of them teams you just sort of like yeah and we won on the night as well yeah exactly we, we, I think we won nil down weren't we yeah we won one nil down um, it was like the Spurs fans wouldn't stop singing so it didn't really matter because we were yeah. qualified you had that safety net and yeah we won one nil down and then um, it was I think Kane scored first yeah and then Son scored yeah um, a pretty good goal yeah. he got that like, was it edge of the box and he like bent it and yeah. it must have felt like the ball was in the air for yeah, that an eternity yeah. it was a yeah, it was easy in the eyes, that one. And that was right in front of the away fans as well, so that was quality. Yeah, must be good. What a great yeah. away day. Um, it was, yeah. Uh, Cole Woodbridge, a uh, friend of the show, so he's right on and said, uh, best away ground, Goodison is his favourite. Uh, and uh, Rebecca as well, so Fulham's her favourite, good old-fashioned ground. She was mm. there for the 3-3 when we should have won. I think that's when we had like an 18-year-old Gareth Bale in the team and we were 3-1 up, yeah. I think. I think he might have scored in that game. Um, I, think, I think he did as yeah, well. Yeah, like a free kick or something. Yeah. Um, I know Alan Gilzine on Twitter as well another friend of the show he said he quite liked the feel of Bramall Lane too but the 6-0 defeat took the shine off the evening imagine going to Bramall Lane <laughs> and losing 6-0 that's absolutely horrendous um, Rebecca's also got um, a pretty bad one which was Oldham imagine going to Oldham yeah. away that's strong commitment from yeah. Rebecca um, she said it rained a lot that day and there was a big puddle at the entrance with planks of water over it 
uh, in which we were removed out of the way because we won. There was a single toilet in the corner. Hopefully it's improved now. And she said the day wasn't that great because of Cole's driving as well. So, wow. uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, I think my worst, my, my worst, which I'll start with, not because it was like a, a bad round or anything like that, but I've, I've done Wigan twice and yeah. I saw a one nil loss and a nil nil. And that was yeah. just such a long way to go. Yeah, that is, isn't it? I think like, that's never really a quality game, is it? It's it was, really... So the one nil that I went to, it was Red Map. It was Jermaine Defoe's second debut for us. He was wearing 25. So we oh, just right. signed him about two days before and everyone yeah. was buzzing. We got in the stadium like, it's Wigan, and we're going to smash him. Looked at the team sheet. Didier Zakora was playing right wing. So yeah. we were like, what else going oh, on here? I remember here? that. It was like, when that three at the back? It might. And I think he was playing wing It may back. well have been. And... Manuel Figueroa scored in second half injury time in front of the Spurs fans yeah. and it was like oh god it's going to take like three and a half four hours to get home now yeah I think I remember that that was yeah. a tough one and then went back the following year being like no I'm not I'm not I'm not having that visit. <laughs> and we drew nil nil the next season so it wasn't the best one for me no, um, but best stadium I'm, I'm also a big fan of Goodison that's yeah. an amazing I've stadium been, I've been to Goodison um, in the Everton end mm-hmm. um, but not it's, you know, it's an angry stadium I think it was might have been just before yeah when Martinez was there it was a Europa mm. League game as well and um, yeah just like a really aggressive aggressive stadium you could feel like the anger from the yeah. fans because they weren't playing too well but yeah that's like you say it's an old school stadium so you get that sort of atmosphere don't you I, I quite like Everton because I always felt like I mean we're much better and bigger than them now but we were all sort of on par with them yeah. so I sort of had that mutual respect for Everton yeah that's like, it yeah. they had a rival team in their city that was better than them we yeah. had that yeah, like exactly. that one if in for ages we were at the yeah. same point as well it's like all of our best players seem to go it used yeah. to happen to them so I used to like Everton but I went up there you can, yeah you can relate to them can't uh, yeah, you yeah <laughs> I, I, I had a great day when I went there I went up there for a last day of the season I think that was a nil-nil as well a dead rubber and the yeah. game was terrible but like it was such a great away day because yeah. all the fans were, were quality yeah they are yeah. So there's quite a few quite a few good ones that I've been to um, I want to move on actually as well and talk about the game at the weekend against Southampton so <laughs> We went into that quite optimistic. We've got a fantastic record against Southampton, yes. home and away. I thought we'd go into. I thought we'd smash them. I thought. Yeah. I thought it'd be a comfortable game, but it, it wasn't to be. What did What did you make of the draw? Well, yeah, like you say, it was only three weeks ago. We, we beat them at home yeah. quite comfortably, um, and every time we've gone there, which I can remember, it's always been a comfortable win. Yeah. So I, I was expecting. It wasn't really a game I was excited for. I was just expecting to see us win comfortably 2-0 or something like that. But it was, yeah, it was really, really off off the flight, off form. It just wasn't characteristic of Spurs that we've seen under Pochettino. It just mm. didn't... I don't know what was like what was missing, but it just seems something was wrong. Yeah, I mean, we lined up pretty much the same way. The only real change was Vaughan was in goal because Loris was ill on yeah. the day. Um, but we lined up with Oreo Sanchez for Tonga Davis... Dyer, Dembele, Sissoko, Ali, Sun and Kane. So, I mean, Sissoko was maybe a bit of a surprise because there was no Ericsson as well because he, yeah. he was apparently ill. But, I mean, it, it wasn't as if we made a lot of changes. For me, we, we struggled to get going and it's, I think it's always tough in them games when you can see that goal in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But I think what we've got so good at, especially this season, is when we can see, it seems like we go straight to the other end of the score. Yeah. Which is Stay something calm, that we never really used to have. Mm. Um... I felt for Sanchez on the goal. I mean, you're you're a centre half. It's one of them that yeah. played behind you. It's like <laughs> yeah. what you can't really leave it. it it's um, yeah. On another day, you get there. Do you know what I mean? And and it's just, it's, I guess, it's caught him out a little bit, and he's gone to ground the 
bit too early, but he does like. I think he's a really good signing. I think he will yeah. come really good, but he's he's got something that um, Alderweireld and Vertonghen don't have, where he does make the odd rash mm. decision like that, and he's a bit uncoordinated in times like that, which you don't really see with him. But it just takes time. It's his first season. He's doing very well. I just felt you know a bit sorry for him. I didn't. Yeah. I I didn't feel feel like there was gonna um, there was gonna score apart from when mm. they did. Like I just felt like it'd need something like that because. I always feel quite comfortable at the back. Yeah. But, um, I was quite surprised as well with, with Pochettino starting Sissoko. Because mm. um, as much as he's been good in the central, like centre mid and that, like, he's not, he doesn't create anything. Like, no. He doesn't cross the ball, he doesn't try and create a pass or beat a player. So that was frustrating watching him play there. Felt a bit sorry for him. And the fault, um, I can't believe it took Son off as well. Yeah, it, it, it was it's, such a funny game for Son because he's weird. been probably over. From probably November onwards, he's probably been our best player. Yeah, yeah, and he, is, yeah. he just he was just so ineffective. Yeah, he was poor. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It was weird. It was it was one of them as well. It was such a strange game, and it shows how far we've come. Where they were the better team, but I just thought we're so good at the back that I feel comfortable, and yeah. we're so good going forward that we're gonna get another chance. Yeah, and I was literally saying to my brother, I was watching my brother. I said. Just like it falls to Kane, and it yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> and he missed. <laughs> you'd have you'd have put your house on it. Yeah, like when it got to Ali, you were like. You could and see, you could see what was about to happen. Yeah, side on, and you just think, oh, yeah, score. And even if he's on his weaker foot, he's still, you can't be annoyed that he missed it, but you just think, oh, on another day, he'd score that. But yeah, it was just one of those games. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, not that game, games aren't well lost on stats, but I mean, we have 59% possession to their 41, 17 shots to their 10. Mm. But interesting, we only had two shots on target yeah. the whole game, which was, I was I did a bit of a double take when I read that because I thought, we didn't like, feel we like that. a lot more yeah. than that, surely, but. Just not on target. And we did have the Lamella chance just yeah, before the Kane one as well, which yeah. should have gone in. But then Buffal had one, I think a couple of minutes before both of them chances, where yeah. he got the ball into your box and you thought he was just going to hit it. And he yeah. just took it further forward and Santos got a good block in. That's, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think with the Lamella one as well, it, the, the frustrating thing about that is, all right, so Ericsson's not playing, Ali's playing poor and so Son. And... We haven't. That's what we need. That's what we want. We need mm. to sign. Like we haven't got a player to challenge those. And when Lamilla comes on, you think, go and give Pochettino something to think about. Mm. You know, stake um, a claim to start the next game. But yeah, he gets his chance, and you never really fancy him, do you? Like, are you a Lamella fan? Are you do, do you think he he's got it, or do you, do you think no cut our losses, get rid of him? I, I think before he got injured, I remember last season he scored on the first game against Everton. Yeah, and I thought that. I was saying to everyone, I was like, this is one of those things where I'm going to say it first and everyone's yeah. going to think, oh yeah, I remember you yeah. said that. I thought that was going to be his year. I thought he was going to go and get 15 goals and set the world alight, but then he got injured and now I just sort of, it's hard because it's like, I think he deserves a chance to to sort of get back to where he was, but it's sort of, how long do you give him? Yeah. And do you give him a new contract? Like, because I, I don't know... Um, for a fact, but I imagine that's sort of coming to an end soon. He must only have sort of a year left. Yeah, or, or two. Yeah, but then like you just you just think, you know, he's got to get back to where he was before, and then where he was before wasn't amazing, so mm. you want him to push on even more. But yeah, I don't know. He's only yeah. what I would say goes into is he's only twenty five. Yeah, that's one thing that he has got. I'm I'm not sure. I I get so frustrated with Lamella because I, you can see the brilliance. Mm. He does things, and you think. 
that's yeah. unbelievable. And then he then he gets the ball again and he holds onto it a little bit too long. Yeah. So like, there's glimpses and there's been glimpses ever since he signed of brilliance. But then yeah. it's, it's, it's tough when you get injured. It, yeah. He must he must have some real mental toughness to keep coming back, keep coming yeah. back because have over a year out, like, I'd find that hard. I, th- I think with him as well, it ideally what he needs is for us to loan him to someone sort of a little bit further down the table where he's going to play games every week and just get that back. But yeah. we can't because you know we need we need him in terms of you know like for example on the weekend we've, you know we've got games where we don't necessarily want to play the same players every week we mm. need um, squad players we need players to come in and and so yeah he can't really do that but yeah. that's that's what he needs I think he needs some game time yeah um, well there's lots of games coming up I mean they come thick and fast to yeah. the next few weeks we've got we've got Newport County away at the weekend then we've got United Liverpool Arsenal Juventus so it's a pretty oh, big yeah. period let's talk about that Newport game actually so it's FA Cup fourth round Saturday 5.30 kick off would you play a completely weak what second string team bear in mind we've got United Wednesday or would you not do that how, how would you approach it if you were in, in charge well I, I think I was quite interested in what Pochettino did against Wimbledon it was weird it's, I've not seen a Spurs manager do it before which was that he played the players that aren't the youth players he played the players that are like the fringe players yeah. like Lorente and um, you could argue Sissoko and yeah. Lamella whoever but then, if you looked at our bench, we had a, like the strongest bench we ever gonna have. Yeah. We had um, you know Son, Ericsson, all on the bench, um, and that was weird because it was sort of you know he he didn't show the uh, Wimbledon disrespect by playing youth players, but he also sort of said, look, if we get caught out here like we did against Wickham the season yeah. before, I've got a squad, I've got a bench full of internationals that can come and just win us the game. Yeah. And I think it was 60th minute, he brought Son on nil nil, and then straight away three goals for him yeah. but that's what I'd like to see I'd like to see players like Lamella Sissoko the players that are sort of normally on the bench mm. play but no no youngsters you know no no, no one that we've not seen much yeah. of and have, have Kane and, and the rest on the bench just in case I think it's good game time there's a few players coming back from injury as well like Wanyama yeah, Rose, Rose isn't still I don't know whether he'll be in contention but it'd be yeah. good for them players to get minutes under the but I completely agree with you yeah. play a strong team and then few goals up take yeah. players off and I know that it's it's Newport and I mean they're in the lower leagues and like, but these games are never they're never no. easy the first half an hour yeah. is just a battle and as soon as you if we battle and we show the same intensity as them I've no doubt we'll go on and win the game but you've seen upsets time and yeah. time again where it's nil nil after 75 minutes and you're only then a, a set yeah. piece or something away from going out I, I think you know it's exciting. I, I was quite excited by the idea of Pochettino putting such a positive team out for Wimbledon, and and hopefully does it again. Um, and you know, you see what that can happen when obviously Wenger um, disrespected the cup. Yeah. You know, put that absolute shocking team out. The, the bench was even worse, and they're just asking for trouble. So we've, I think we've got to sort of be careful of that. And you know, we, we as much as. Pochettino says in the press that he's not worried about the FA Cup. We're all desperate to win it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an exciting um, opportunity. So hopefully he does just like, have, have a sensible mix. But, um, yeah, definitely don't take any risks. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The last thing the last one we need is, is that. And also, this is a competition we can win. Yeah. Like, there's, there's absolutely no reason definitely. why we can't win it. Um, and especially, like, there's a lot of still lower league teams in the, in, mm. the, in the hat. 
So you win this game, again, you could get a, an easier draw in the next round, and you're only a couple of games in the way for being in the semi-final, so yeah. you never know of it. It's just winning that and making sure that you're in for the next round, and hopefully there's no injuries. Yeah, We've fine. also got a week left of the January transfer window, just over a week left of the January transfer window. There's been a lot of speculation um, about Malcolm, about Lucas Moura, Zaha's name still gets floated around as well. Are there any of them players that you think would be good for us? Um, I think they're all sort of similar players aren't they yeah. they're all pacey so I think there's definitely I don't know if that's something that the press are just sort of whipping up but mm -hmm. especially like the Lucas Moore and the Malcolm thing there definitely seems to be something behind it but yeah I guess you know if they are true then it's probably that Pochettino's identified um, the fact that we lack a bit of pace in those yeah. positions yeah. but like I said with you know the whole Lamella situation yeah I think you look at the Southampton game, we need someone to come on and, and be able to affect the game. If Ericsson, Son and um, Ali aren't playing well at the minute, we've got no one to come on and, mm. and fight for their place. That No one else is anywhere near starting ahead of yeah. them uh, in a big game. So yeah, we definitely need someone to come in and um, and do that. And and that Luke, like you know, that Lucas Moore, he's, he's played at some of the big team, biggest club yeah. clubs in, the, in Europe. So yeah, a bit of experience. I think what, well. what's interesting as well is that not that he was really, he definitely wasn't a starter, but he was sort of a squad player and he's on the bench now. That he's loaned and Kudu out. Yeah. Is that in preparation for bringing someone? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it's. Maybe it's not. Maybe he just thought he needs game time. I'm not going to give it to him. Go out on loan. Yeah. But I just think that that's interesting because it's quite rare that a player goes out and you just don't that's replace it. them. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens there and and then players. I don't really know too much about that, Malcolm. Is he Bordeaux? I think yeah, he's yeah. He's um well, he's he's young. He's a young player. He's I think he's only twenty. And um, add a little look because obviously you get excited when you're a yeah. player. But yeah, he's, he's he seems to be a good player. I think he's got um, five goals and seven assists this season. So Which is not bad. No, right? And I think as well, player. I've been reading the the Pochino book, the one Gullin Balagay wrote, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah, and he talks about transfers in that, and he says that. Tottenham aren't at the position where we can take very, very, very best. It's taking good young players and nurturing yeah, them. And again, they'd probably fit that mould, didn't they? Yeah. So it, it, I'd still be surprised if Levy put his hand in his pocket and yeah, slapped no 30 mil down. But, <laughs> but you never know. And no, is, there any, is there anyone you think that, that we, we should be letting go or should we be keeping the squad together? Oh, it's, it's hard. I don't really have anyone sort of letting us down. I mean, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Lloris. Oh really? I know he's, he's only thirty, which is yeah. you know, he's still got should really have about four or five years left in yeah. him. But um, this season, that City game, there was a few mm. worrying mistakes, and even though we won five two, that the Southampton game as well, just starting to get that that sort of uh, horrible memories of Gomez again. Yeah. When Cross is coming the box, I just don't feel confident at all. Yeah. Um, but that's a controversial one. Maybe we'll maybe eat me words in the next few weeks. Yeah. But other than that. I don't know. The Danny Rose situation would be interesting because. Mm. Where do you stand for that? Are you a Danny Rose fan? Because he's another one that divides opinion. No, no. I, I, not. I wouldn't. Like, if, if any player left, like, I, I would be a bit gutted. But with Danny Rose, I don't know. I, I don't really fancy him anymore. Mm. Just for what he said, I just can't get my head around it. Like, the, the thing that bothered me as well was the bit where he said, um, you know, after a while, you feel like you're losing money because you know you're yeah. worth more. It's like, come on, mate, how much do you earn a week? Yeah, that's like, an extreme stuff. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't, I, I think he, he sort of tried to explain what he said by explaining that he had a, a tough time with his injury, didn't he? He had to yeah. see a psychiatrist. So, you know, it may have been a bit too fresh, but 
I don't know. I think he will stay. I think he's had too much time out. I don't think people will spend that much money on him. I think that's a really good point because he hasn't. He hasn't been at the levels he was. We had that season where he was unreal, and then he's had what a year out really, yeah. and he hasn't How played much, much he played football. In a year, yeah. And, and the time. games he has played when he's come back, he's not. And he's, of course, he's not going to be the same like physical shape, but he's not mm. quite got there yet. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's an interest. That's an interesting point. Um, we've also got a fun quiz to do. Uh, again, courtesy of Simon Mitchell. So, if, if anyone listened last week, which I hope you did, um, he wrote in. It's a fantastic quiz. So he gives us two players that played the same position, and then basically you just have to pick from either of them what one's got more appearances. It's incredibly tough, and I'm just looking at the answer it's got in front of me, <laughs> and there's about four or five appearances between them. So it's, it's oh, literally right. a fifty-fifty guess. So we'll have a go, okay. see how many you can get. Um, you won't be as bad as Jay was last week because he's <laughs> absolute shambles. Right. Um, so the first one says goalkeeper. So it's Neil Sullivan or Casey Keller. Uh, <laughs> so tough. Okay, Sullivan. Oh, Casey Keller. Oh, Casey okay. Keller of eighty-five and Neil Sullivan with eighty-one. Right. Uh, so it was okay. four in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, it's, like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Defence, we've got Chris Perry or Anthony Gardner. Oh. Two big names. Gardner. It's Chris Perry. Oh, what a terrible Chris Perry with 146 and Anthony Gardner with 144. Uh, midfielders, we've got Stephen Clements or Tim Sherwood. Sherwood. Sherwood is yeah. correct. Tim Sherwood, 118. Stephen Clements, 109. Stephen Clements played 109 yeah. pages. Bonkers. Uh, wide midfielders, Rule Fox or David Ginola. Rule Fox. Here's Rule Fox. Yeah. Rule Fox with 129 and David Ginola with 127. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, two, two in it. Rule Fox always in an oversized shirt, which I used to love. Yeah. Uh, and then up front, Sergei Rebrov or Mido? Rebrov. Here's Rebrov. Yeah. With 76 and think... Mido 63. Three out of five. That's yeah. good, good turnaround there. Yeah. I was going to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, God, this is going to be naught out of five. <laughs> uh, that is such a good quiz Simon um, yeah. uh, he's, he's said that he's going to write in most weeks and give us those quizzes because I think absolutely fantastic uh, if anybody else has got any ideas of a, of a quiz of that kind of stuff that they would like to see do get in touch with us yeah, um, some amazing like oh, Chris Perry like, yeah. at the centre half I remember watching him at Ledley King's testimonial and he took it so seriously oh, like right. he wasn't there to enjoy it or anything. No. He, was, like, he said to keep a clean sheet and win and like that was it <laughs> I found it amazing watching him. Um, we've also got we'll do a little quick preview of um, the games afterwards. So we mentioned Man United Wednesday, Liverpool, and then yeah. Arsenal. So that the next three games. What what do you think that's a realistic like points type from that? Like if I offered you a win and two draws, would that be good? Like what? what... I think we've, I think the United game we can almost afford to drop points because I think we really are looking at. Fourth, mm. as in not even third, like fourth mm. now. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be obviously the the derby's the derby. Yeah, I, I think that's Liverpool. Well, away, that's such a hard game. That is a massive game. That yeah. Liverpool game. It's a tough one. I, I, having said that, you know we need to beat Liverpool and Arsenal. I think we also need to focus on those home games because Liverpool away is such an hard game. They yeah. just beat City at home. Yeah. Um, and last year when we played them away, um. Klopp just sort of out, outdone Pochettino yeah. a bit in the tactics. Davis got roasted, didn't he? Yeah, by Marla, it. Yeah. yeah, and it was just over within, you know, I think it was two quick goals. But yeah, I think the home games are important. We've got and, and our form away from home to the top six teams. Like, we didn't even turn up at Arsenal, City, yeah. or United. So 
I think we've we've definitely got to win a few of them. I feel like we're, sort of, we're playing catch up. I mean, I know we're only two points behind Liverpool, but you know, I, f- I feel like we've not really done ourselves justice this mm. season. So we've got to produce something. I think, unfortunately, I think we need to probably win two of them. I I probably agree with that. Yeah. To be honest, it's if, big we, games. It's nervy. If you could take, I mean, if you could, if you could do the ultimate and take like seven points, that would be a yeah. fantastic result. But I don't want to be pessimistic, but you'd probably think we'd lose one of the three just because you're playing three top yeah. sides. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be a massive, massive month for us, February. Like it's yeah. United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Champions Juventus. Like that. But that's what we're here for. Yeah. Like they're the games that as a supporter, they're the ones you look to and you're like, that's going to make or break our season. Yeah. Hopefully it makes our season. You pick up three wins in the next three league games, you're thinking, yeah. we can catch City. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's ridiculous, not that we can. but All of a sudden it, it just changes, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, no update on the, the ladies this week, so they didn't have a game. Um, but as I mentioned last week, we will be speaking to Josie on the 14th. Um, so any questions that you've got for her uh, about what it's like being a Spurs player, or what it's like being a pro, anything around that, Get in touch and we'll make sure that, that they get asked when we speak to her on the 14th. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. I think we've covered everything. Good to have you on, mate. Yeah. Uh, really long overdue it. first appearance. Yes, definitely. Um, so we'll have you on again before the end of the season if you fancy yes. it. Or if you hate it and never speak to me again, <laughs> then, then that's fine. <laughs> no, um, yeah, definitely back on. But remember, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussie's knees have gone all trembly And a Tim requires assembly Danny Montower Local boy Ledley King Greaves he's scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Pyo Casey Keller USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Rebra for the win Run for me We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Pavlyuchenko number 9 9 from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris, clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing at White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the League Cup Maradona 
is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Cockney raised Chirpy the cockerel Mender shoots from halfway Carol fumbling the same Clattenburg Waterberg doesn't give the goal Mabizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no head we don't care Martin Martin yo Lily White's from White Hot Lane Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy and to equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco These linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent hit it wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagall was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son Tim Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White How dare I forget Two dare is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily from White on Lane. Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page to go. Gus Poyet, free kick curl. Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Coccinola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandra's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shiv is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White's from White Hart Lane If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson, 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for us to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Than our football 
simple story will echo with glory.